I'm not raising no quitter. Try it again. Those were the words of my grandmother as I sat there trying to figure out this puzzle that she had given me out of this Dale puzzle book. It wasn't like the normal puzzles. I kept looking to see, well, what are these dots and X's for, Grandma? And she would like, read the directions and follow the clues. And so I did. And I didn't give up. And I discovered that my grandmother was teaching me how to have a thinker's mind, or as I like to call it, the engineering mind. This is Michelle Spivan. I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So stick around and I'll see you on the flip. I love to read and I love to learn. And I really believe that it's not just a DNA kind of thing. It's a social kind of thing. I was taught that great secrets and mysteries are hidden from the masses between the pages of books and that that is the one area that you can go into someone else's mind and have fellowship with them on a level that you can't in any other format. Now, I'm going to be the first to say that I'm an auditory learner, and as technology has gotten better over the years, I tend to navigate more towards audiobooks um, because I can do other things while I'm listening to them. But I will say, if I tend to find an audiobook that I love, I will procure the digital equivalent of it and uh, through an ebook. Um, I do still have a lot of my physical books, but as you know, a bibliophile's book uh, capacity is limited to the area you live in and I don't um, I don't fancy becoming a hoarder of books so I've started to move over to the ebook um, realm of uh, being able to keep my personal library controlled <laughs> so I I'm very thankful I'll just say I'm very thankful for ebooks yay for ebooks so today I wanted to kind of um, take a look at the privilege that some people enjoy that others never will and that privilege is thankfully not hidden behind a paywall it's not hidden behind an ethnicity or even a culture I see that privilege in various means and I see it uh, genetically I see it uh, show up with hard work and I see it uh, behind the eyes of those who don't know that they have that privilege and they need it to be unlocked you see that's what my grandmother did with us in the summers in the south um, kids were meant to go outside and play and it was hot outside <laughs> and I wasn't trying to feel all of that I, I, I I'm not one of those bask in the sun kind of chicks. I'm, I'm just not. And so because I was very consistent in my displeasure with the sun and the lengths I would go to to try to find a shaded area, my grandmother started to take pity on, well, I don't want to say she took pity on me. I believe my grandmother was doing what she was so gifted to do, and that was to see the magnificence in any situation and bring it out of a person. And so she was like, well, you don't want to go run and play with everybody else. I was like, I will, but I can't do it all day. You know, that's just not my thing. 
and I, I wasn't a I wasn't a sloth. I wasn't where you know I just wanted to be in a uh, a fetal position in the corner reading. That was not me. I did enjoy playing, but I didn't realize at the time that I needed a higher demand. I, I demanded a higher level of mental stimulation. And so it took my grandmother and my mother trying to figure it out. And so my grandmother um, would go to, they have like these little dollar stores that I, I don't think, they call them five and dimes and things like that. And I remember my grandmother uh, would take us on um, the weekends and let us pick out a few little things. And of course, I tended to pick out the same stuff over and over again. Like I told you guys, I have this, I had this unhealthy relationship with markers, crayons, and colored pencils. I would buy those things. And I mean, it, some of them would go dry before I would get to use them because I would just collect them. And, you know, so I had that and I, I loved the feel of writing and drawing with these colored pens and pencils and stuff but my grandmother uh <laughs> bless her oh bless her uh she exposed us to so many different things she she exposed us to various hobbies um she was the one who got me into calligraphy i wish i would have kept it up um she uh, introduced us to uh, arts and crafts and other things but there was this one thing that she finally figured out I think probably around the time I was around nine or ten uh, and it was my change I, it was my pivoting point and that was she would get puzzles now I have never been a crossword puzzle kind of person I just haven't um I don't know what it is but I haven't and I remember her um looking at them and so she started us off and it wasn't just me she would you know do it for my siblings as well but she started us off with find a word and I loved finding the words in the puzzle and I would just do them and do them and do them and do them and I was going through those little puzzle books so quickly um that I guess it was becoming um economically <laughs> as well as uh um, evolutionarily uh, a, a need for her to give me more challenges and so i remember that when my siblings were like okay i'm done with these puzzles and they were off to something else um i could be placated for a while with little stuff to go outside and play in the mud and and make um little mud cakes uh and i mean let me just tell you something real cute my grandmother like i said i love this woman i oh i miss her every day she would buy cheap little biscuits pre-made biscuits that would come in the can at the time i think you could get them for like 10 five or 10 cents a can for like the little sets of four and she would just buy a whole bunch of them and um she would give those to us and um that's what we would use outside for our mud cakes and when we were playing like we were cooking <laughs> and I, I remember her you know having to open the can because it was a pressurized can and she's like no you can't open this I'll open it so once she would open it it was enough I have four uh, three sisters so those cans contain like four little biscuits and we would each get one of our one of the little biscuits and we would go and play with it and just in you know, oh my gosh just mess with it you know so I, that was a little rabbit trail but I'm just having so many fond memories of that playing out in the back patio of the house with the mud and all of that kind of stuff with the uh, little biscuits but 
that did not hold my attention for very long. And so my grandmother had a covered uh, patio, larger porch patio area where she had uh, stuff to sit and uh, she had a lot of um, plants and, and, and things growing. And, and so it was a nice covered area that you were outside, but you know, it was covered in, um, and so it, it could be a nice area from the retreat of the sun um, of the backyard. And so she got me uh, new puzzles and the new puzzles were logic puzzles. And she's like, here, I got you some new puzzles. I want you to try them out. And I remember the first few times, I didn't like them. I was like, well, I don't like this. And she always told me, you know, you, why do you think that everything enjoyable is just going to lay down for you and say, here I am. And I thought it was funny, but it was true. She says, sometimes the bigger fun, the bigger feedback, the bigger reward is going to make you work for it a little bit. And I started to begrudgingly build intestinal fortitude to not give up on these little logic puzzles. Now, I can't say that my grandmother knew that... um, teaching me and my siblings who sometimes did the logic puzzles as well but I was the one that was always doing them um I don't know that she specifically knew that she was building uh synapses in our in our brains to be able to carry out multi-chain commands longer you know um than the average little kid um I don't know if she uh realized that she was teaching me how to have um uh, engineering thinkers mind. I don't know if she, well, and when I say an engineering mind, I'm, I'm also saying that she was helping me to engineer a thinker's mind. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, those logic puzzles and the lessons that she and my mom and my grandparent, my grandfather taught us, I believe are the reason why in today's society with um, an onslaught of information and um, a, a disintegration of the corporate lifestyle whereby people are having to move back to becoming individual contractors, gig workers, and basically be responsible for making your own income in society. I really believe that the fact that she gave us the skills to become engineers of a thinker's mind is that she gave us a privilege that not everyone enjoys. Now, I going back to these logic puzzles. And the thing is, is what I really love now is I can do logic puzzles on my phone <laughs> because they're out there and they're free, you know, and it's wonderful. And I just still love them. And, I, you know, a lot of times to calm down and stop my brain from racing that night, I might pull up. I know I'm not supposed to have the phone in the bed, but if it gets really squirrely, I'll pull up a logic puzzle and work through a few of them until I get sleepy and then I'm able to go to sleep. Um, but even with uh, something as innocuous as a child's uh, logic puzzle trying to solve who on Wednesday had a blue cap and a, a pink Sunday with a red book and purple tennis shoes, what their name was, those little simple puzzles 
opened it up for me to now have the ability to have synthesis between disparate facts and accounts whereby I'm able to on my creative side come up with creative approaches to things to be able to not only look at things in a rut of only being able to see it this way or that way but because I I had to take what I understood from the puzzle and then extrapolate out what was already given and then do process of elimination and, and, and some other cognitive skills, like I said, I was now building a thinker's mind. And I want you to know that there is a thinker's privilege that is becoming more and more pronounced each and every day. Case in point, A lot of people are starting to make the big leap from everyday uh, hand to mouth to uh, extreme, um, extreme uh, uh, affluence. And it's not because they're just smart from an engineering standpoint. No, it's not because of that. It is because they move past just the facts and the databases. Now it's good to have information. And I did a, a podcast that talked about the, tri- the, the triune of information, knowledge and wisdom uh, that I, you could check out. Um, but it's not just enough to even have those and work through those. No, you have to have a thinker's mind. Now what's a thinker's mind? Now this is my opinion, you guys. A thinker's mind is a mind that has a higher curiosity quotient Uh, a book I'm going to mention I may have mentioned it before but it is one of my favorite books and if you do nothing else if you're wanting to get a a more robust understanding of uh, what has shaped this conversation that we're having today I would encourage you to check out the book it's called curious by Ian Leslie and I'll drop the link I think I've mentioned it before and it's called the subtopic a subtitle is the desire to know and why your future depends on it I've also talked about EO Wilson and a famous quote that he had that I stick by that is so powerful in how I go about doing what I do and that is that he 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 future casted that in our times well he didn't say in our times but let me just say this he he knew he 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 said that in the time in time we would be flooded with information so much so that there would be a starvation of wisdom and only those people who had the ability to synchronize seemingly unrelated topics to come up with timely, contextual, and useful information would succeed and lead. And that is the thinker's mind. Uh, Ian Leslie talks about taking, um, he gives in this book, he gives a, a few questions that you can answer. And depending on how you score on them, we'll let you know uh, where you fall on the quadrant for curiosity. And they have found that people who have um, either a natural or a learned or uh, um, impressed upon curiosity tend to do better 
with coming up with new ways to accomplish something, with new ways to experience life and everything. Um, he doesn't necessarily say that curiosity in the thinker's mind means that you're going to be a natural leader. No, it just simply, and I don't want to say the word simply, because it's way more than just simply. Um, having a high curiosity quotient means you're very survival these days because there are going to uh, be times when what you have known before does not work and what you know to use to put together does not work. This to me is MacGyver 5.0. You know, this is where you have moved through the first four windows or walls of an iteration and you've got to move out to a whole new platform to figure out stuff. Now, getting back to the people who are building app, um, building apps and, and, and making these leaps, and it is because they have engineered a thinker's mind because a thinker's mind uses curiosity. Now, now stay with me here, you guys, uh, so we can get to, get to the same landing together. When you have curiosity and you are looking to explore that curiosity, you end up creating and receiving certain benefits that give you privilege. Now, let me stop here because I don't want to just make, um, you know, say these words and these concepts without really kind of like giving you foundations. So when we talk about privilege, we talk about privilege as being a, a, a special right or advantage, or get this, an immunity granted or available only to a particular person or a group. And, um, you know, I'm I'm my mother's child, so I have to go and look. And so privilege comes from previous of the Latin, which means private. And then um, the ledge part um, goes, uh, says law. So it's like a private, the ancient times, the origination of privilege was an ancient uh, I'm not an ancient, a private law or a private privilege. I'm like, I can't say uh, define a word with the word or a um, a private allocation that would either grant you immunity or get you something more. Now, what's the immunity? These days, the immunity is not just having to uh, depend on others for your income. No, that immunity is stretching towards the ability to not have to um, be enslaved in uh, something that takes away your your liberation and your freedoms. So for instance, because I am a small business and I, I work for myself, my days, praise God, my days are spent by what I decide. And that, that's like a, a big litmus test. When you get up in the mornings, who has dictated your day? Is it you or is it someone else? And that is a financial uh, liberation or a financial cage or however you want to look at it. And some people might might be like, I got kids, I got to work, I got to do this. And I totally get that. This is not slamming anyone. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I am simply saying that there are certain immunities that curiosity uh, explored will lead you down the path. And that's another reason why I wanted, wanted to talk about what the privileges were and stuff. Because there is nothing that doesn't come with a uh, a price tag attached to it. Uh, freedom 
is one of the heaviest tolls or burdens that a person will carry. And so just because you have a privilege does not mean that you don't have the burden of it or you don't have the responsibility and the weightiness of it on you. No, because think about it. A person who has to work for themselves, if we don't create or or produce, we don't eat, period. (laughs) It's just the way it is. Um, whereas those who work for someone else, they can use the power of corporation or uh, um, um, a co-op, if you will, of where a lot of people put their actions together to do more than the individual can. So there are, you know, there are pros and cons on each side. So don't don't read it wrong. I'm not trying to say that one is better than the other. I'm just talking about the different paths and the different privileges that you can experience. So going back. I was a kid who did logic puzzles. Now I'm gonna tell you, when I tried to take logic in college, it was not logic puzzles. And I remember trying to do those um, those equations to ba- balance out a circular argument and all that kind of stuff. And I'm gonna just be honest with y'all, I dropped that class because I was like, oh, that's not, I can't do it. So I'm not talking about the college level um, process of logic uh, that you would find in political science and and how to uh, logically work through a argument or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not on that level, y'all. So if you got that, good for you. <laughs> I am simply talking about how to take your curiosity to explore, taking cute clues around you and moving forward to where you're now able to come up with new solutions, new approaches, and new ways of doing things. Um, So now also the thinker's mind, and whenever I think about the thinker's mind, I think of the tinker's mind, the tinkerer, the person who is not satisfied with the definition that has been either given, established, or even that they've come up with. You're always moving the, the baseline of what it means for this thing or or experience to to exist and so there's also that now going back with the thinker's mind and having curiosity and all those things you gain this privilege or this immunity where you tend to have more freedom in how you produce how you interact with others but remember there is a price of burden on that where you have to be more responsible for yourself so you know with all the good there is a bad there is no free lunch point blank no, no, it, it just isn't. But also, when you have um, the thinker's mind and the ability to engineer or build it or architect it, you also start to gain other attributes that um, lead to uh, kind of almost like a parting of ways where you operate on a, a different level or a different frequency from other people. Um, there is a reason why nerd geek and all of that exists in our society today because those people do not matriculate and take in their surroundings like another person would they are uh going down a path of tinkering of thinking um that leads them to different conclusions than joe q public would and so there, like there is a difference there really is a difference then and, and like I said, I guess you could tell how I geek out about this, but I'm just, I, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm talking about this, I'm, I'm wanting to, to say it because it's like now, 
I am seeing because this is another thing that I'm going to tell you about. I am starting to see trends where I need to tell whoever will listen. You've got to start engineering or um, strengthening your ability to process and think differently uh, uh, or think up. Yes, because thinking up means that you are changing your orientation of how you see stuff. So another thing, when you have a thinker's mind, your ability to observe and glean from your surroundings increases exponentially such that you're able to deduce things that the average person would um, I told a story about growing up how my mom sometimes we would go through a room that we you know like the house we've lived in forever and she would ask us how many pictures are on the wall or what color was whatever and I'm like huh <laughs> but again she was preparing us to be um, more observant. Uh, one of the most famous fictional characters out there that has had an enduring life has been Sherlock Holmes. And Sherlock Holmes is a great example of a thinker's mind. But he is also really great at continuing to engineer the thinker's mind. In those um those quintessential stories of him and Dr. Watson and him solving these murders and mysteries, he was a master of observation, of deducement. He was also willing to tinker with his ideas, his ideals, his beliefs, and thus in the movies at least, um, they took pains to show him uh, always be willing to explore and to experiment with theories and, and with things. He loved going for the curiosity of what seemed to be impossible to make it plausible. And there is just there's so much I, I can say about that and and so I wanted to bring that in because when you start thinking up start engineering a thinker's mind embrace the path of curiosity be willing to uh it, to go forward and not be afraid of the of the thinker's privilege that comes uh and and develop an eye for deeper observations and be willing to deduce things you end uh, not end but you go into a new world and i want to give a shout out <laughs> to pt barnum um, he wrote a book. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see here. You can find it uh, in the public domain. Like if you go to Gutenberg, you can uh, definitely uh, just do a Google search for it. And it's Humbugs. Let me see. Um, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, but um, I should have had it ready for you. But I knew I was going to give a shout out to P.T. Barnum. Um, so the name of the book is uh, let's see here. If I can find it real quick. The name of the book is not not his art of getting money. That was a quick short read, and um, you know it's all right. I mean, not when I say it's all right, it's it, you know it, it is what it is. Um, but this book is uh, 
about humbugs. Here it is. Oh, thank you. Okay, so it's uh, it's called The Humbugs of the World, an account of humbugs, delusions, impositions, quackeries, deceits, and deceivers, generally in all ages by P.T. Barnum. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is when you start to get on your journey or strengthen your game as a uh, uh, a thinker's mind, you're going to move into the realm of what people deem magic. Yes, you're going to go into that realm. And the reason why you're going to go, you're going to go into that realm is because with a thinker's mind, like I said before, you strengthen your orientation to be able to see stuff in various different ways and angles that the average person either can't or won't. And thus, you're able to present stuff to people such in a such a way that it might look like sleight of hand, or it might look like something that it's not. Um, and and you tend to get in front of the masses because you think differently and you think up. And so that's one of the uh, the other byproducts that you start to see. You know, there are sometimes when I'm I'm blessed to work with a a client on a consult and they give me a situation that they either are in or they want to achieve and I take them through the process and I start them on the way I do um, my thinker's journey to engineer a new outcome Um, they're like wow this is this is magical oh my gosh you know and to me because I continue to work on it daily I'm like it's no big deal it's just it is what it is and I I find that sometimes I have the curse of knowledge because I have been doing this but you know what no more I get to talk to you guys about anything I want and I'm like why not tell them that if you want to make sure that you have um the, the peace of mind going into these ages that are coming up to be able to support yourself and your family and all the different changes known and unknown that are coming that you need to have a thinker's mind. And not only that, not for nothing, I'll probably talk about this in the next coming days. You also, not only do you have to have a thinker's mind, but you have to understand the hierarchy of your mind, that it is not the top of the pyramid and that there is a reason why the spiritual aspect of dealing with the inner self and the subconscious and all of that is talked about in the echelon halls of those who have obtained great riches and wisdom. And so I wanted to just give you some of that stuff. I knew I threw a lot at you today, but stick with me, you guys. You can do this. So the engineering of a thinker's mind means that it puts you into a privilege where you become immune to a lot of the sufferings that happen when you don't have a thinker's mind. Go through curiosity. Understand that you're going to um, get this privilege. It will require a little bit more of uh, effort and responsibility. And you'll probably end up being thought of as a magician, but you can do it. So guess what? My time is up. And I really want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. And if you enjoyed it, please share, comment, and like. And consider using our link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And 
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.